Although many of us strive to be the best dad we can be, many physicians struggle with finding balance between their life at home and their life at work. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast, the show where we discuss topics involving our minds, bodies, beliefs, relationships at home, and upping our game with our business practices and financial knowledge to better improve our role as dad in the lives of those around us. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, physician, husband, father to two boys, and self-proclaimed imperfect dad. Join me as I learn to raise my own imperfections within all these topics. Now, let's get to today's discussion. Hello and welcome to the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel. In today's episode, I am going to be talking about a couple nerd types of topics, basically using and focusing on some Harry Potter topics, but to kind of manipulate them into how we handle our kids, how we view our kids and talk about them, and as well as think about them. Now, you may be wondering why I'm thinking this way. Well, they had a new movie come out, not Harry Potter, but a fantastic, fantastic beast movie that came out this past weekend. I went and saw it and it got my mind thinking. So we're going to talk about the day and I'm going to explain to you why. But first, before we get into that, if you have not yet subscribed to the show, please do. Um, so you'll be notified the next time a new episode comes out. Um, again, if you have not left a review yet, I do appreciate those reviews, especially five-star reviews, because that does get this podcast higher up on the list so that um, other dads who are physicians who are looking for this kind of content can find it much easier. And again, if you have a friend who you think might get something out of this, please share it with them. So what am I talking about with Harry Potter and kids and things like that? Well, if you follow the Fantastic Beasts movie, basic premise, you got Newt Scamander, who is a magizoologist, meaning he basically takes care of and finds and talks about magical creatures and... The whole storyline's about him, but I'm not going to talk about Newt. Um, there's another character called Credence. And Credence is this character who is magical, but tried to suppress the magic for a long time and in the process developed something called an Obscurus. And if you're not familiar with what this is, if you're not somebody like me who follows along with these things or follows along with Fantastic Beasts, um, an Obscurus is essentially a negative energy or entity that forms when a child who has a magical power tries to suppress it, maybe because they were bullied or maybe because they were worried they're getting in trouble and they suppress it, they suppress it, they suppress it. And finally it comes out, right? It comes out of them as this negative energy and it eats them up basically from the inside. And most of these kids don't survive past the age of 10. Credence is a special case um, because of certain reasons. not going to say why if you haven't seen these movies yet because I don't want to ruin them for you, I guess. Um, But the other two have been out for several years now, so hopefully you've seen them if you want to. But this concept of an Obscurus is important because when you think about it, what's the idea behind that? Well, you have a child who is ashamed of who they are. So they suppress it right? They don't allow themselves to be their natural selves. They hold it in. They act like it's not there. They act like somebody else. And over time, that adds up, right? And over time, it increases maybe some anxiousness. It increases depression. It increases other negative thoughts about themselves where eventually it creates this negative being. And how much is that so much like our children of today who deal with anxiety, who deal with depression, who deal with gender identity and sexual identity and, you know, um, kind of situations. 
there are a lot of things that kids deal with on a daily basis that we may sometimes not know about. I actually had a mom come in recently for their two-week appointment, and super sweet mom, super bubbly, super happy all the time, but we have them fill out these, you know, uh, what's called an EPDS, so looking for early signs of postnatal depression, uh, postpartum depression situations, and I assumed that this would be a very low score for this mom. It was rather very high. Never would have known. And when I talked to her about it, she said, yeah, you wouldn't know unless you asked me these questions because I try not to let people know. And, you know, you just think about that. It's you just never know what someone's going through, right? You never know what they're going through in terms of their own personal situations and what they deal with when they're alone and on their own. And so that really got me thinking, too, about all of this. And, and, you know, looking at our kids, there's so much that influences them on a daily basis, that leads to them acting and being a certain way. You know, it's easy for me to look at my kids and see them acting out and say, oh gosh, here we go again. But it's a lot harder to sit there and see that happening instead of thinking that, say, okay, why is he doing this? Why is he acting this way? What is he internalizing and not letting me in on that's causing this negative being to come out of him? And that's really what happens when you think about our, ki- about our kids, when you think about why they act the way they do and the way they respond. It is this holding something in or something they've been told or something they've made, been made to feel over and over again to where they are maybe ashamed to do something, maybe feel negative about something about themselves, and it gets presented in a negative way. And that negative way isn't always them being sad and crying, it's them lashing out. It's them withdrawing from other people and being very introverted. It is having those suicidal thoughts. And mental health has become such a big topic when it comes to the pediatric population. I mean, we saw a big rise in the topic when it came to COVID because kids were getting more isolated. They weren't around their friends as much. And so it became a lot more of a, you know, front of the line topic um, for a lot of those kids and a lot of the general public too. But looking at this, that's the concern, is getting rid of these negative thoughts before it completely takes over the child. Now, in the situation of Fantastic Beasts, sometimes that Obscurus is just too far gone. You know, Newt Scamander, the main character, talks about in the first movie how he had met a child in Sudan three months earlier with an Obscurus, and he tried to remove it from her. And he was very close, and he was able to remove it, but not before the child died. He's very sad about this. He was trying to save her by removing this from her, but it was just too much, too far gone. And that's the question, I think, with our kids. How soon can we get to them before this negative being, this obscurus, if you want to call it, within themselves, gets too far gone to where we can't get them back? A few episodes ago, I spoke with another physician dad about adverse childhood events or ACEs. And that very much plays into a lot of this, right? A child goes through some type of stress early on in their life, and it builds them up to who they become later in life, and it puts them at increased risk for depression, uh, anxiety, substance abuse, high-risk sexual activity, all those kind of things. The same thing can be said about a kid who's trying to hide themselves from the world. You hide long enough and you forget who you are. You hide long enough and you feel like what you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do is not really relevant anymore. Or... You've just ultimately decided that nobody likes who you are specifically, and it never comes out. 
so I, I challenge you to think about that with your kids. Think about your kids in terms of what what could be their obscurus. What could be the thing that they're internalizing and hiding from you that could be leading to certain behaviors? And what are you going to do about it to get to it before it becomes too much? Before it completely devours and empowers them? Because, Sally, that is a lot of life, is we all internalize things. And it really can affect us in very negative ways, almost to the point of no return. When you look at physicians, and again, people use the word burnout. Some people I know don't like burnout. They call it burn in and other words, which to be honest, I don't care what terminology you use. It honestly to me means all the same things. Um, But it's the same thing. Sometimes we allow ourselves to just be overtaken by our work or by what's going on with us at work. We don't speak out. We don't talk about how we're doing personally and internally. And eventually it can consume us. And what does that look like? It looks at physicians who hate their jobs. It looks like physicians who struggle at home with their home life. It looks like physicians who struggle at their workplace with their coworkers, physicians quitting, physicians changing jobs sooner than they probably need to, physicians wanting to retire early because that's always a hot topic, right? But maybe it's not for the right reasons. Or Sally, physicians with mental health issues. And Sally, in some cases, suicide. That all starts from one internalization that you don't let the rest of the world know about. And it builds. And it builds. And eventually consumes you in various ways. It doesn't have to be the extreme of death. But these things absolutely consume us as well. So while you're thinking about your kids and thinking about what it is that they are internalizing that could be consuming them and causing them to be a certain way, think about yourself too. Recognize what are those internalizations? What are the things you're hiding from the world? And which of them can you start opening up a little bit about? doesn't mean you have to just spread your arms open and be like, this is me world. Everything about me. I'm just going to tell you everything. You don't have to do that. But start to open up a little bit. Find a coworker. Find a friend. Your spouse. It's always important to talk to your spouse about things. But find somebody to open that up to. Let them in just a little. And notice how it feels. Because it's probably going to feel good once you do it. Maybe not initially, but it's going to. So think about that. So that's that's my thoughts about Obscurus. Now, if you take the Obscurus as this dark creature in the Harry Potter world, and if you go back to the Harry Potter books, the dark creature that everybody feared the most were Dementors, right? Dementors are these dark cloaked figures that are all about despair. They're all about bringing you your worst memories. And I feel like the Dementor almost feels like a personified um, being of an obscurus. Now it's not. They're different creatures, different entities, different magical properties, if you want to call it that. Um, but when you look at a Dementor, their sole goal is to take all the happiness from you to where you can't think of anything else but sadness. All you can think about are all the sad feelings you've had in your life. Dementors are very much a replication of depression. Right. Initially, you start feeling kind of crummy around them. Initially, you start thinking of some bad thoughts. But the longer you're exposed, the more deeper it gets. The more you forget about happiness. 
the more you forget about what are the things that make you smile. And instead, it's all about those negative feelings and those negative memories and those negative ideas about yourself. And eventually, it consumes you. You know, they describe dementors as, you know, eventually with these people that they're around, so they're supposed to be the guards at the wizard jail Azkaban, um, they lose all sense of self and they just become shells of themselves. And in many cases, they go mad. They end up dying from despair, basically. So you look at Dementors, this other dark creature, and again, being a representation of depression. Now, in this case, it's not about opening up, right? The Obscurus, we talked about opening yourself up or finding out with your kid what they can open up about. Dementors, the, the way you get rid of them is happiness. Happy thoughts, happy ideas, happy feelings. You know, to cast the, the charm that gets rid of a Dementor, you have to have a really strong, happy thought. And the more Dementors there are, the stronger that feeling needs to be. And that's such a quintessential, you know, replication of, of what, and representation of what depression is. You know, the worse you feel in terms of depression, the more of a happier idea you need sometimes to just get out of that funk. And I'm sure we can all, you know, attest to this. If you've ever been in a depressed mood or a sad mood or a frustrated mood, and someone just tells you, oh, just have a happy thought, think of something happy. And the first thought that probably comes to your mind is shut up, man. Like, I can't think of anything happy right now. I feel like crap. Well, that's what it is. Think about being with around a Dementor. That's why in the Harry Potter universe, not a lot of witches and wizards can perform the Patronus charm to get rid of a Dementor when a Dementor is present. Because although you can practice it and make them, when one is there and it's making you feel the worst you've ever felt, it is hard to just drum up happiness. It's hard to drum up a good memory that can create this charm to protect you. And in life, that's the same thing. The worse you feel, the harder it is to find happiness. The harder it is to find joy at home and joy with your job and joy with your kids. And so, you know, you have these two situations within the Harry Potter universe, which just to me, you know, when I was, again, speaking to that mom at work and then seeing the movie and thinking back and reading, you know, the book star, your older son, we're on book five right now. You know, you see all this stuff. And, you know, as you're reading, obviously you want them to be part of the story and hear the story, but the whole time you're also thinking, okay, how does this relate to me? Or what are they trying to utilize this as? And there's such good representations of that. And so if you're not a Harry Potter fan, maybe you can go check it out. Um, I don't know if talking about doom and gloom and sadness is probably the most positive way to get you interested in it, but they're very good representations of those types of ideals. So again, when it comes to you and it comes to your kids and they're struggling or you're struggling, what is your obscurus? What are you internalizing and not letting the world know about? And can you start to let it know about it a little bit, let it out there so that that doesn't keep building and growing inside of you. And then same with Dementors, you know, it's real hard to have happy thoughts sometimes, but that's the only way to get rid of a Dementor. So if you want to get rid of your own Dementors, you got to have some key happy thoughts to think about. So practice that too. Find a couple happy thoughts, something that was really positive for you. Focus on how that makes you feel when you think about it and you know, who knows, maybe the next time you're real frustrated, really frustrated at work, really frustrated at your kids or, you know, something else. 
just say, hold up. I gotta, I gotta get out my Patronas here in your mind. You don't have to say that out loud because people look at you like you're crazy, um, which I'm used to, but that's okay. Um, but utilize that, find that happy thought, think about it and see if it helps you see if it helps some of those anger feelings subside or those sad feelings subside. I think it's a good skill to have, a good practice to have. So go get your Harry Potter on. All right. All right, guys. I'll stop boring you with my nerdiness, but I do hope you're all doing well. I do hope you're staying safe and staying healthy out there. Uh, Remember, embrace those imperfections. We'll see you next time. My dad, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, is a pediatrician, father, and husband. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only.